everybody, it's Ed from the Whiskey Tangent Podcast with another whiskey short. I'm here with Scott. Hey, everybody. Today, we're down the shore. Why would y'all? Those who listened to our last episode know that we did an episode from my buddy Mike, uh, his marina in Wildwood, uh, Bunker's Marina, about 50 boat slips, and it's just a great place to hang out. We decided to take the uh, podcast on the road for a rare trip abroad, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> our, our first remote broadcast. And so that episode hasn't been recorded yet. This is a, a <laughs> behind-the-scenes exclusive for you all Shh, don't tell um, anyone mike's showering he's gonna take a little nap <laughs> he's tired he just ran the marine all weekend so he's exhausted right and we're still gonna make him drink whiskey and, and talk to us because that's <laughs> what we do hence the nap so we said what can we do to kill some time we decided let's do a short on what whiskeys we can find in mike's liquor cabinet that sound like we should like them that we probably won't and the three that we selected are what scott they are jim beam double oaked Evan Williams bottled and bond, and uh, just to round out the bottom three, Jack Daniels honey. Because it was in there, and we would never buy it, and we've never drank it. Yeah, so this is almost like if you were at the end of a party at somebody's <laughs> house, you didn't know, yeah. and they got just a miscellaneous uh, selection of crap whiskey left over. I don't know which one might be good. <laughs> whiskey sure. Yeah, there also was, just for the record, Laird's Apple Brandy, right? Yes, I had some of that earlier. It actually wasn't bad. Because it's actually labeled... Bottled and bond. Which we... 100 proof, which we found fascinating. Yeah, so like a whiskey doesn't have to be the only thing that's bottled and bond. Bottled and bond is a spirit level qualification. Right. So we're going to start out with the Jim Beam Double Oak. I don't know. It's kind of new. It is their actual Jim Beam white label, oaked again. Right. So, now, before we sip this, we, okay. we did a short on Jim Beam and Jack Daniels on the rocks, and the Jim Beam white label did not perform well for us it did not no so have a little trepidation about how this is going to go down yeah because it's just the same thing aged a little bit longer now we have enjoyed many double oak expressions woodford reserve has one Mm -hmm. which is spectacular and sagamore has a rye that's double oak yeah that was episode three that was fantastic yeah so i mean double oak is not something that we are against in fact we love it yeah so what do you think of the color the color is actually very nice it's way darker way darker than than regular the white yeah which gives me a little confidence because the white label is actually very light in color this is a very deep dark amber yeah it looks almost like uh basil hayden's dark mm. rye it is quite Seen dark it. it's a nice so let's try it color. let's give it a try mm. okay it's definitely better yes. than, than jim beam regular no question but it has that jim beam finish like yeah a much better beginning a little bitter would yeah, you call it it's a weird finish i can't let me try again there's a lot of alcohol in the nose um, I should have brought down our tasting glasses. Um, <laughs> we weren't ready for this. No, we were not. This is just something to kill the time. Mm. Mm. Let I me mean, try it neat. I'm drinking it on the rocks. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll switch. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't like it on, on the rocks. I don't like it not on the rocks. For <laughs> me, it's got way too much of a Jim Beam white label finish now. I liked oh. it. I liked it. Here, let's switch, yeah, let's switch back. back yeah. I don't, there we go. Yeah, I Happy. like it neat because it has the um, fire, a, a, a thick yeah. uh, syrupiness that I like for my bourbons. What is the proof? 86. And, and this is one, I think, for me, doesn't lend itself to adding okay. water to it because it seems to weaken it too much. Well, if it doesn't have a lot of flavor, then the water's not going to bring it out. Mm-hmm. We, and we saw that with the Basil Hayden Caribbean rum. Honestly, like if they bottled this at 100 proof, uh-huh. I'd really like to taste it then. Because even at 86, it seems a little weak. The double oaked, I, I think I, I am tasting uh, yes. some of the oak in Oh, no, it. no, I am. And not 
something that you taste and, in the and regular. And I think that it's fair to people. tell everybody, we're talking about a double oat whiskey that you can get for $20. Right. It, it's, it's cheap. It's nineteen forty nine. Yeah. Last time I saw it in the store. So once again, for $20, is it a bad whiskey? No, it's not yeah. a bad whiskey for $20. So what do you think you're tasting in it? I mean, besides the usual karma vanilla corn. Hard to, I mean, aside from I mean, like a, a, a nutty, maybe. Yeah, Jim Beam is very basic. Yeah. Basic. Maybe a tiny bit of maple. Like well, a, like I'm a, tasting... I really do taste the oak. Yeah, I a taste lot. the oak. Yeah. And I taste maybe like a little smoky element to it. I don't know if, if you're uh, feeling that way. I looked up our pal, Whiskey Jug. Okay. Um, his review of this, and he gives it an 86, which seems pretty high to me. But on the nose and on the palate, his first listing is oak. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Later in his palate, a slight bit of yeastiness. Which I think Ew. is kind of what we're tasting in Jim Beam normally. Right. It's like a yeasty, bready kind of um, Mon- the flavor that's like the finish in right. it. Right, monostatty. Monostatty. <laughs> that's a yeast infection. Oh, that's sorry. totally, totally different. Sorry. What sucks is that about me, it's not that great, but I just keep chugging it because I haven't drank anything today. <laughs> so I'm going just constantly drinking it while I'm sitting here right now. Like It's true. We haven't eaten anything either. So, right. Um, it's going to be fascinating. We should move on to uh, what? The Evan Williams? Bottled and bonded. I'm telling you, the bottle looks like we got it out of my grandfather's attic from the 1940s. It looks like the bottle's in black and white. <laughs> Like, somehow it's like monochrome. Like, Scott just picked the bottle up and he immediately went into black and white. Like, I can no longer see color around My, it. my hand is black and white right now. <laughs> uh, okay, we're going to taste the Evan Williams. Evan Williams, bottled and bomb. I'd say it's about the same color so as the Jim Beam. A schmidge lighter. I'm going to say is it it's a schmidge lighter? lighter, which is amazing because it's older. But it this is, is double oak, though. True. Right. So this is... The double oaked, maybe the reason why Jim Beam bottles it at 86 proof is because it's double oaked. Maybe it's too oaked at 100 yeah. proof. Maybe. Yeah. It's possible. All right. I'll pour it neat. You pour it on the rocks. Okay. First, I have to chug the rest of the Jim Beam double oaked. <laughs> this is going to be fascinating. Oh, we're going to have a fun podcast uh, later for lunch, the episode. Lunch would have been such a good idea. Okay. You didn't have lunch? Well, I had late breakfast. Oh, right. That's fine. That's that's pretty tasty. Wow. Does it taste like 100 proof? No, it's way smoother it's, than I expected. It's way smoother than the Jim Beam. Absolutely. I was surprised by that, but I'm really beginning to find that the cheaper whiskeys finish shitty. It's a great beginning to this to drink. I'm like, wow, such a surprise. So smooth. Oh. Yeah, I totally like flat at the end. Like Totally agree. There's like a stale taste almost at the end. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah, I'm going to try it on the rocks. So Oh, that's very nice on the rocks. It is nice on the rocks. Like we talked about when you put some water or you put whiskey on ice, you do a bit of self-proofing. So me putting it on the rocks, even though it's a globe, it's going to take that 100 down to like a 92, Mm -hmm. then eventually an 88, and it's going to take a little bit of a journey. So what flavors do you get out of here? I actually taste some citrus, like a little bit of an orange. Um, Uh, Yeah. I taste a little cinnamon, to be honest. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm getting the cinnamon, but I agree with you with the citrus. No, there's cinnamon. I was kidding. (laughs) You scared me. What is the guy? Frightened. <laughs> so I don't know if this is their regular Evan Williams white label. Oh, wait. Here we go. 
Evan Williams bottled and bond is the exact same whiskey as the Evan Williams black label. Okay. So it's their bottom level. That's their bottom level stuff. Right. But distilled, aged, and bottled in accordance to the bottled and bond rules. Right. It also happens to be a good bourbon. It is actually way better than the regular black label. Agreed. It's not as good as a small batch. Agreed. But it's $20. I'm looking at the pricing online because I didn't see this in the store today like I did with the double oak. $17.99. I see $16. I mean, what? Yeah. If you only have $20 in your pocket and then that's all you want to spend or, on your whiskey, I mean, yeah. go for this. this. Or if you're like, hey, Ed and Scott, I just want to get crumped. Yeah. I don't really have a really delicate palate. Yeah. I like the 100 proof because it takes less to get me drunk. If you're that... And you want something that has a little bit of fire. It has nice flavor. It drinks really nice for 100 proof. Um, You can put it on ice and it's not going to get too weak. In fact, I suggest putting it on ice because it's a little fiery by itself, but still smoother than you expect. Yeah. It just finishes like a $20 whiskey and not a $40 whiskey. And so part of the elegance of a good whiskey is the finish, is the staying power throughout the drink, throughout the sip even. And so in these terrible whiskeys that we found in Mike's liquor cabinet, the Evan Williams is actually a little bit of a surprise. When you think about the fact that for a $100 bottle Blood Oath, let's say, you can have, I don't know, seven of these? <laughs> I mean, right. you think about that. It's and a in, lot of drinking for honor proof. And in fairness to Mike, he said that these were given to him. Yeah, so these, these he, are all gifts because yeah, he people didn't at the them. marina bring yeah. him bottles and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. However, under $20, the bottle and bond? Oh, yeah. It's good. It actually has a little spiciness, no, too. No, it's... Listen, we drink a lot of whiskey, everybody, as you know. The Evan Williams Bottle <laughs> and Bond. That's why you're listening right, to us, I think. The Bottle and Bond is, and the, even the Double Oak, I'm not running out to buy it, but you got to appreciate Jim Beam for trying. Like, they make so many great whiskeys at the upper threshold, you know, with like Knob Creek and the, like we talked about the basil and all. Right. To look at their regular white label and finally go like, you know what? We can probably do better with this. Yeah. And just throw it into another oak barrel and to improve the color and the taste as much as they did. And still keep it at $20. I have to tell you, I think the double oak is a little bit underpriced and I think the bottom bonds a little bit underpriced. I would pay 22, 23 for these. Yeah, I agree. They could definitely price this uh three or four dollars higher. Sweet. Yeah. All right, right, so now we're going to try the uh, Jack Daniels Honey, now, and I am not looking forward to this. I have a feeling Mike secretly bought the Honey, Jack Daniels Do Honey, you? because he was defending it. Remember, he was like, oh, he was. Well, you can like, you know, it's not bad if you oh, put you it with can, lemonade. Yeah, lemonade. You can make an Arnold Palmer out of it. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. put like a, a little iced tea and then like lemonade and then put this in it. He was awfully specific. Really like, I felt he was being defensive about it. So um, <laughs> We'll ask him about yes, it on the podcast yeah. that you have already listened to, but we have yet to record. Right. It's like a wormhole. A whiskey wormhole. <laughs> so it's um tennessee honey blended with jack daniels tennessee whiskey and honey it's 70 proof so it does have a bit of a kick to it and they're calling it a liqueur so they're not trying to say it's a whiskey which i, think- I respect actually you know what i don't think they can label it as a whiskey unless it's 80 proof right and it has to meet all the criteria to be a tennessee whiskey yeah so i like liqueurs grandma is my favorite i like b&b limoncello sambuca frangelica bailey's i've danced with them all there's something about after dinner having a nice liqueur it's to me it's like a dessert sure there's nothing wrong with it and so if this is looked at as liqueur i'll take a shot at it and yeah. i like whiskey so why would i like a whiskey liqueur so let's try jack daniel's honey all right very honey on the nose. Oh, oh my, my God. God. There's so much oh honey. Oh, my God. So sweet. So sweet. I just got diabetes. <laughs> it's like literally right happening. Oh, my God. Diabetes. It, Remember it, diabetes? Diabetes. It's the, the Greek god of, of sugar. Yes. 
<laughs> um, this is so sweet. It's, oh my God. I need to mix it with something like a little bit of a sour lemonade might actually not be terrible. Honestly, it almost seems like you took a light grade honey yeah. and mixed in some warm water yeah. and Made stirred it, like it up and that's what I'm drinking. Or like a honey simple syrup Yeah, and very little whiskey. Yeah, There's almost Yo, no up. alcohol right, flavor. Wait, wait, wait. We're going to do something right now. Oh, wait, what are you going to mix? We're going to pour the bottled and bond Evan Williams into it. Dag. And raise the whiskey level yeah. because right now, if you made a drink for a 10-year-old, yeah. that's what- I feel like you could dip your chicken McNuggets in it. Now watch, check this. What? It's amazing now. Oh, yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. So we added about a half a shot of whiskey into each of our glasses, and now it's really- Sure. It, it cuts the sweetness. It, it adds a little bit more alcohol. And, and I used it, the Evan Williams bottle and bond. So you got 100 proof hitting the 70 proof. Mm. Yeah. It still has a cloying sweetness to, oh, at the yeah, end. Yeah. Like it, It's just like, oh, mm-hmm. God. But it's much more uh, palatable now. So thanks for joining us as we ransacked Mike's liquor cabinet <laughs> down in Wildwood on the Wooder. Yep. If you haven't, please go back and listen to our Marina episode while we discuss weeded whiskeys for reasons you'll find out. Which we don't know about to tell you because we haven't yet recorded Right, we haven't it, yet actually. been amazing at that yet. <laughs> we will, though. And remember, it's not wheat whiskeys, it's weeded bourbons. Correct. So tune in then, and if you've already heard it, thank you so much for listening to us. I'm Ed. I'm Scott. And this has been a Whiskey Short. <laughs> Later. Later.